Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. voices lifted up in praise unto you. We say thank you. My God, you have brought us from January. My God, and we say thank you, my God, for our lives. Thank you, my God, for our families. Thank you, my God, for what you are doing, even in this time, in the midst of your people. We give you glory. We give you honor this morning. We say that, Lord, let your glory continue to fill the earth, even as the waters cover the sea. Pray, Holy Spirit, this morning that, Lord, you minister your word through this vessel of clay. And, Father, I pray that, Lord, let the purpose to which this word is being sent be accomplished in the lives of everyone that hears and receives this word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. Amen. It's a wonderful day. God has helped us. God has kept us. We have entered into the month August and we can say that it is just by the grace of God, the message of God by which we are not consumed. Bible says great is his faithfulness. So this morning I want to thank God for your life. Amen. Knowing that he who is the author and the finisher of your faith, he'll perfect that which concerns your life. Put your hands together and give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. In this one, beloved, I'm bringing you a word of title. I will not lose my praise. I will never, ever lose my praise. I won't lose my praise. Amen. You know, the situations of life sometimes has the ability to kind of want to stop your praise. Sometimes certain things happen and others say, where is your God? And if you are not careful, you yourself will wonder, where is my God in the midst of all this? And you might lose your praise. But that is the purpose of the enemy to make you lose your praise. But we must come to the place of understanding that even in the hard times of life, God is ever present. Amen. And his praise is due him. His worship is due him. Reading from the book of Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 16 to 31, the Bible said it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by suit saying, the same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he came out that same hour. And when their master saw that the, the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers, and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe be Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes. That means they stripped them of their clothes and commanded them to be beaten. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they were cast into a prison, and they charged the jailer to keep them securely. Who, having received such a, an instruction, thrust them into the inner prison 
and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, the Bible says, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Put your hands together for that one. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bounds were loose. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do not do yourself any harm, for we are all here. And he called for a light and sprang it and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And they brought them out. And he brought them out and says, What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, thou and thine house. Hallelujah. What a mighty testimony. Amen. What a mighty testimony of what the power of praise can do. The Bible says Paul and Silas on their missionary journey were being followed by this demon-possessed girl, practicing divination, telling people about their life, divining, showing them things to come, things past. And her masters got a lot of money because she was being used as um, a tool to, for making money. But she kept on following Paul and Silas, crying, these are men of the Most High God. And finally... Paul couldn't take it anymore because even though her message, what she was saying was true, but the source of it was wrong. The source of it was wrong. Beloved, that is one thing that we have to bear in mind as Christians, that sometimes the source of certain words may not necessarily be of God. So Paul cast out the devil. It was a demon in her that was doing that. The spirit of divination. And once the spirit was cast out, she couldn't divine anymore. She couldn't practice that art anymore. Her masters got angry. And they got them to put Paul and Silas into jail after beating them and stripping them of their clothing. But we see that deliverance came to Paul and Silas that day. Deliverance came to them. They were delivered out of that Philippian jail. How come? Because they chose to praise and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the beatings that they had received was enough to make them grumble. I mean, some people would have been grumbling. After all, we are doing the work of God. How, can, how is it possible that we should be beaten and be put into prison? Our feet should be locked up in chains. People would have grumbled, but they chose to praise God. The chains were enough to make them depressed. Because can you imagine you are tied up in a prison and you are locked down with chains? They could have been depressed, but they chose to praise the Lord. Praise is a choice amen that we have to make and especially in time of hardship our praise is a sacrifice that will come to God and God will respond to our praise God always responds to sacrifice Hebrews 13 15 says that by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name our praise is referred here is referred to here as a sacrifice Whenever you praise God, it's a sacrifice that you bring before God. And a sacrifice is something that costs you much to give. And so it's not talking about praise when you are happy or praise when things are going right for you. It's easy to praise God when everything is okay. But it's difficult to praise God when things are hard and when things are tough in bad times. But because it's a sacrifice, 
And as I said to you right now, a sacrifice is something that is given with hardship, not because you want to, but because you have made up your mind that you will give it. And to sacrifice is difficult. But praise, our praise is a sacrifice that must continually go to God. And the writer of Hebrews says that our praise is a sacrifice that we bring before God. Hallelujah. You know, sacrifices made in the Old Testament were requirements from the Lord. And anytime there was a sacrifice made, there was a response from the Lord. Whenever there was any sacrifice made, God would respond. In the book of Genesis chapter 8 from the verse 20 to 22, after the flood, the Bible says that Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled that sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is continually evil from his youth. Neither will I smite any more every living thing as I've done. So whilst the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. What made God come out with this declaration, this oath that he, he made to man was the sacrifice, the sweet savor of the sacrifice that Noah brought before him. It moved the heart of God. It moved the hand of God. And God made an oath that he would never destroy every living thing like that again. So our praise will elicit that same response from God. Whenever you come before God in praise, God will definitely, by all means, respond to your sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He says, I will praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Note, he says, at all times. He says, continually. At all times. Continually. That means that in the good and in the bad. In the good times and the bad times. In the hard times. In the difficult times, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will not hold back my sacrifice of praise from God because things are not as I want them to be or as I think they ought to be. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'll continue to praise the Lord. Amen. For as long as God lends us breath, and I say lends as breath because your breath, the breath in you, is given of the Lord. It's lent to you by God. For as, God, as, as long as God lends as breath, we ought to praise, praise the Lord. He says, I will bless him at all times. Not when I feel like it. Because sometimes we think that it's only when we feel like it that we should praise God. But it's not when you feel like it. It, it is your duty, amen, to bring that sacrifice of praise unto the Lord continually. Amen. And when we come into God's presence, whether in the house of God or in your own closet, you must come before him with praise. And when we come to the house of God, Bible also says we should not come empty-handed. We must come with a sacrifice. We must come with our worship. We must come with our praise. Amen. And the first sacrifice that we give to God is our sacrifice of praise unto God. Hallelujah. The Psalm 100 says that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. You cannot approach God without acknowledging who he is and what he does. 
Amen. By you, you can only come before God with praise. You come before his presence with singing. You come to his gates with thanksgiving, giving thanks. And you enter into his presence. The more you give thanks and praise, the closer you get into his presence. Hallelujah. God, Bible says, inhabits the praise of his people. And God delights. He delights in our praise and our worship. One day Jesus actually took time. I mean, it was a deliberate move to meet a woman by the well of Samaria. There were two roads that he could have taken to where he was going that day to Samaria, but he chose the road that would bring him to meet this woman. And it was just for one or two reasons. And you realize in John chapter 4 that when Jesus had had that discourse with her, and really it is the longest conversation that G documented that Jesus had with any man or any person. The longest conversation. And their conversation was about worship. Where to worship. That was a woman's problem. She wanted to know where to worship. And Jesus said to her in John 4, 21, 24, he said, Jesus said unto a woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. But we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. God is a spirit, he said. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the end of their long conversation ended in the subject of where to worship. But Jesus says, it's not about where to worship, but it's about how to worship. Worship in spirit and worship in truth. God is looking for such. Jesus says, for, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is looking for people today who worship him despite the odds, who worship him at all times, who bring him his praise no matter what is happening around them. You see, God created us for his worship. Amen. And so we owe God our worship. We owe God our worship. God desires our worship. And so whenever you worship God, you, you bring pleasure to God. It's a sacrifice that brings pleasure unto God. Psalm 8 verse 2 says that, For the lips of children and infants you have ordained, for out of the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of the enemy and the adventure, to silence the foe and the avenger. God has ordained praise in the mouth of even children in order to stop the enemy and the avenger. Praise, your praise in itself is a sacrifice and is also a weapon in your hands. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I will not lose my praise. You mustn't lose your praise because your praise is a weapon against the enemy. Your praise will silence the enemy. You see, the enemy gets confused when he sees the child of God praising God, even when things are wrong, it confuses him. Because he wonders, what is going on? It's not right with you. Things are hard. Why are you praising God? But we praise God not for what he does, but we praise God for who he is. And God is constant. He's a deliverer. He's a helper. He's our redeemer. So no matter the circumstance, we look beyond our situations to God, who he is how he is, not what he does. If you are looking to what God does, you would never praise God. 
There will be times in your life when you will withhold your praise from God. You'll be silent on God. And that is where the enemy will come in. When we praise God, we are acknowledging his perfection. And we are acknowledging his works, his mighty deeds shown us and given to us. Whenever you praise God, beloved, you are showing gratitude, gratitude unto God. You are being grateful, amen, for all that he has done and all that he will do. Listen, when you show gratitude unto God, that is the only time that you qualify for more. Until you find it in your mouth or your heart to praise God, you don't qualify to get any more. Our praise and our worship commutes to God that he is our source of blessing. That we declare the Lord, you are the source of our blessing. You are our God. You are, you are the source of our life. Hallelujah. So never lose your praise. Hallelujah. Because at every given time, even when you don't see it, when you don't feel it, when you don't know it, God is up to something. God is doing a new thing. Your eyes don't see it, but he's doing it. And in the fullness of time, it will manifest. So if you withhold your praise in time of hardship, whilst God is busy doing something for you, do expect him to bring you to the finish. So don't give up on your praise. Don't give up on God. God is working something out. God is working something out. In Isaiah 43, he says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not know it? Will you not give heed to it? God is doing a new thing. And I come to tell you this one, God is doing a new thing in your life. God is doing a new thing in your family. God is doing a new thing for you. So lift up your voice and shout, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he says in the verse 21 of Isaiah 43, he said, The people are formed for myself. They shall set forth my praise and they shall do it. So these people that are formed for myself, they will show forth my praise. We are the people of God. And we should show forth the praise of him who has called us out of darkness and brought us into the marvelous light of his son Jesus. We are the ones to praise the Lord. But if you continue to read, God says that, but people haven't praised him. And it was, it was grievous to God. It's grievous to God when we do not praise him. The people of God, you and I, we must praise God continually for others to believe that truly he is God. Put your hands together and give the Lord a clap of hands. It is our praise that will show to others how and who our God is. Amen. When you praise God, somebody, why are they praising God? And then they also want to know this God whom you praise. Amen. God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our worship. God is worthy at all times of our praise and our worship. When we praise and worship, we are glorifying Him, we are lifting Him up. And he said, whoever brings praise and thanksgiving honors and glorifies me. That whenever you bring praise and thanksgiving to him, he said that you are honoring him and you are glorifying him. Hallelujah. So whenever you are praising God, you are honoring him and you are glorifying him. And definitely God will respond to your praise. Hallelujah. God will respond to your praise. In the Psalms 145 to 150 all talk about the praise of God. Amen. Talks about praising God. And our praise, beloved, causes others to know who our God is. Our praise is an expression of our love. Do you love God? Then you must praise Him at all times. You know, the only people who don't praise God at all times, or who praise God at, in the good time and don't in the bad time, are the farewell, fair weather friends. Those who say they love God, but they don't really love God. They love God for what God can give them. 
But if you praise God at all times, it means that it doesn't matter what he does or what you think he has not done, you will still love him. You will still love him. And that's why God called David a man after his own heart. Amen. See, the difference between Saul, King Saul, and, and King David was because of David's heart of praise and worship unto God. Because when I look at the sin of Saul and I look at the sins of David, you would think that God was biased. Yes, he was. Why? Because David, number one, acknowledged his sin. And then David had a heart of worship and praise unto God. Hallelujah. And it is, it is so evident when you read the Psalms. In almost all the Psalms, you just see the heart of the, the Psalms that David wrote. You see his heart of worship, of praise unto God. And David was the one who set up the tabernacle of David, which was the tabernacle an institution of worship and praise unto God. You see, the first tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses, was in sacrifices and burnt offerings, in ordinances and in rituals. But David set up the tabernacle of praise and worship unto God. If you go to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, it's amazing. When they brought the Ark of the Covenant and they, brought, they, they pitched it in the tent that David had set for it, they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And then he gave to every person bread, portion of meat. And then the Bible says he appointed Levites to minister before the ark of God and to celebrate by calling to mind, that's remembering, and thanking and praising the Lord, the God of Israel. And Asaph was the chief. Next to him was Zachariah, Jael, Shemermouth, Jehel, Matthiah, Eliab, Benaiah, Obedidom, and Jael. They were to play the harps and the lars. You know, they were playing musical instruments. And Asap was to sound the cymbals. Do I have some cymbals in this house this morning? Oh, the person on the cymbals, yeah. And they were also to blow trumpets before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And Bible, and that, on that day, David first entrusted to Asap and his brethren the singing of thanks to the Lord as their chief tax. So David gave them a duty, a task that all the work that you have to do in this tabernacle is to make music, sing praises unto God. So some of the Psalms are also written by Asa. But you see, they had harps, they had tires, they had tambourines, they had trumpets, and all they did was to worship God. And God loved it. God loved it. Amen. And that's why God said that he's found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after his own heart. Amen. A man after his own heart. So the tabernacle of David, that, that restoration you know, of the new tabernacle was just in praise and in worship unto God. And they rejoiced in the Lord their God continually. And you know, David was so much into praising God that on the day that they were bringing the ark, the Bible says that as they made music, the priests were blowing the trumpet and they were making music, they were bringing the ark of the covenant into the house out of the house of Abedidom. David danced and he danced and he danced. Praises. It's not the kind of praise we do these days. Serious praise. And Bible said he was clothed with a robe of linen, just as the Levites were. And he wore the ephod. But he danced so much that he, he was exposed. So you can imagine the kind of dancing David was dancing. It wasn't some small dance. It was serious dancing. And his wife, Bible said his wife, Michal, saw David dancing like that and 
you know, his cares being lifted up. And she got very angry. And she, she despised him. She despised him in her heart. So when he returned home, his wife said, look at you, the king of Israel stripped himself of his kingly robes and uncovered himself in the sight of his servants and made servants like any of the worthless fellows. So she despised his praise and his worship. And David quickly retorted that it is before the Lord who chose me in the place of your father. That was a quick one. To, who chose me above your father and appointed me as prince over Israel that I make merry, that I praise. And he said, and I'll even praise God more. I'll, I'll even make myself more vile than what you have seen. He was saying, I'll dance more. I'll turn somersaults, turn cartwheels and everything. Show my everything. Where God is concerned, I don't care. Or give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. And that day, Bible said, David cursed Michal. And she had no child. That was the power, you know, that comes with praise and worship. That God so loved the praise and the worship that David brought before him that Michal despising him became barren. But David said, I will praise the Lord. I will forget about my debility as a king. You know what is debility? Nibia. That's my English. So I forget about the fact that I'm a king. Some of us, when we go to church, you know, there's praise and worship looking at others. You know, that is a time to give your all to God. Some of us, when we go to service, we, want, we don't want to dance. When we say, oh, it's time to praise and dance before the Lord, you actually have to be forced. Some people will not do it at all. But when you go to the disco, you go to a party, you go and you jam. But who should be given that honor of your dance, that honor of your praise, but the God who has lent you breath? Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. David's heart of praise and worship endeared him before God. And it set him apart in the eyes and the heart of God. Amen. And he, com he committed into people's hands a whole you know, work of praise and worship. To be honest with you, he set up like a choir, a mass choir, with different instruments. He so loved God and appreciated God. And God too loved him between the two they loved each other and David expresses love to God and that is how come that David always escaped whatever persecution whatever trouble whatever trial that came up against him because he had a heart of a worshiper he had a heart of a worshiper. I pray this morning that may you receive the heart of a worshiper today may your heart be prone to worshiping God may you praise God at all times May your heart delight in God at all times. May you see God above every circumstance. May nothing take away your praise. David praised God. He loved God who had taken him from the sheepfold as a mere shepherd boy and set him to be the king of the whole of Israel. The God who had delivered him from the hands of Saul, from Absalom, his son. The God who had forgiven him all his shortcomings because he wasn't perfect. David wasn't perfect. No, he actually went and took somebody's wife and murdered the person. But yet God calls him a man after my own heart. I don't say praise the Lord and do what you want to do. But that was David's case. You understand me? It was because there was such a bond of love that David expressed so freely in praise and in worship unto God. Now look at this. Even we as human beings, we love praise. You always want to be praised. If you do anything, you love it when somebody says, oh, you've done well. 
Oh, well done. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is wonderful. You love it. You love to be praised. How much more the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who holds our lives together, the one to whom praise truly belongs. Because all that we are and all that is comes from him. Somebody shout praise the Lord. As I shout praise the Lord and put your hands together and give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Praise the Lord. Ah, the God who forgives all our iniquities, heals all our diseases. This morning we praise the Lord. We give him praise. You see, his heart of worship kept the presence of God with him always. Amen. And that is what happens when we have a heart of praise and worship. The presence of God is with us always. You carry the presence of God. You don't go in and out of the presence. You carry the presence of God. Amen. And his ministry to God was not just in service, but it was in a heart of praise and worship unto the Lord continually. Hallelujah. Amos said something in Amos chapter 9, the verse 11 to 12. He said, in that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David, the fallen heart of Booth, and close up its breaches, and I will raise up its ruins. Let's talk about the restoration of the tabernacle of David. And I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that are called by my name, says the Lord who does this. Amen. He says that I will, God said he will rebuild the tabernacle of David. And Amos was prophesying way after David, talking about the now. Amen. Because we go to Acts chapter 15. He said, after this, I will come back and I'll rebuild the house of David, which has fallen. And I'll rebuild his very ruins and I'll set it up again. So that the rest of men, of men may seek the Lord and the Gentiles upon whom my name has been invoked. Today, by Jesus' coming, that tabernacle of David has been raised again. Amen. That's why we today have access to come before the Lord at will, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Every one of us, a worshiper, every one of us, allowed to come into the presence of the Lord. The tabernacle of David has been restored. Amen. Before, it was only the priest that had access into the presence of God. But today, by the restoration of the tabernacle of David, you and I have the right to approach God. And how we approach God, not with memory, not with, you know, Complaints, but with praise, with our sacrifice of praise, our sacrifice of thanksgiving. No matter what is happening in your life, beloved, make us say, I'm telling you, listen, God is doing something in your life. Somebody wish they were in your shoes. Somebody has a worse than you have it. However, it is today, praise God. And as you praise God, in the same way that He brought Paul and Silas out of that Philippian jail, He will bring you out or whatever predicament it is. Put your hands together. He says, I'll rebuild his very rooms. The rooms of our life shall be rebuilt as we see God for who he is and praise him. Amen. He, he is a restorer of the broken walls of our lives. He is the one who restores the rooms of our lives. Amen. And as we praise him, there will be that rebuilding. God is seeking today, as Jesus said, people who bring him true worship. God is seeking the restoration of true praise and worship in the church and in our lives. You know, sometimes people just jump around, jump around, and it's just to, you know, maybe air out steam or youthful exuberance. But when you praise God with meaning, when you come before God with singing, with clapping of hands, with dancing, with lifting up of hands, 
with kneeling down, lying prostrate before him, giving him his due. Beloved, there's nothing like it. We will see the manifestation of the glory of God upon our lives as we worship and we praise God. As in the time of Solomon, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 5.12, that all the Levites were gathered together, singers of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, and their sons and their kinsmen. And they were arrayed in fine linen, nicely dressed, having cymbals, harps, lyres, and they stood at the east end of the altar. And with them, 120 priests blowing trumpets. I mean, can you imagine the sight? 120 priests in their robes blowing trumpets. Wow. And when the trumpeters and the singers were joined in unison, one heart, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and other instruments for song and praise the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercies endure forever. His mercies and his loving kindness endure forever. Bible said, then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. The Shekinah came into the house. The glory of God so filled the house. The Bible said, even the priests could not stand on their feet to minister because of the glory, the cloud, because the glory of God had filled the house of God. Whenever we praise and worship the Lord, his glory comes upon us. When the praise goes up, his glory comes down. Whenever your praise goes up, his glory comes down. Amen. And so, beloved, in the most difficult times of your life, when you need God most, sometimes it's not, it's not that time to be doing spiritual warfare. Because sometimes you bind and you break and you break and you burn and you fire and you, you know, the most difficult times. It's not time for binding and breaking and losing. The time to bring in the glory. Bring in the presence. Bring in the presence of God. And once God steps into the picture, everything will just become calm. In the presence of God, everything will be still. And so in the hardest of your battles, the hardest times of battles, sometimes it is just worship and praise. And as His glory comes down, every voice will be silenced. Every tongue will be silenced. Everything that is not of God will depart. In the hardest of times, beloved, you need to worship. And I call for worship and praise of God in this time. Because we are in a hard time, the whole world over. We are. But this is a time that we ought to worship and praise God more. Because when we begin to praise and worship God, and His presence comes down upon us. Beloved, what, what can stay in the presence of God? What ill, what disease can abide in the presence of God? It will have to disappear. In the hard times, we have to praise God. David was a man after God's own heart. I mean, this is a man whose child had just died. And whilst his child was sick, he was praying that God should heal. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't bath. But when he heard that his child was dead, he said, bring me water. He bathed. Bring me new clothes. He changed his clothes. And he said, I want to go and worship. Second Samuel 12 from the first 20 but then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and charged and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped he came into the house of the Lord to worship after his child was dead some would have been cursing God some would say God why you have disappointed me are you not God but he went and he worshipped the Lord 
And when he came back, he received strength to eat and received strength to Father Solomon. I pray over your life today that whatever the situation is, may you find it in your heart to praise God. And may your praise and your worship bring down the glory of God upon your life. That will give you the strength to overcome every challenge. That will give you the power to live. That will give you strength in your inner man. As the glory of God comes upon your life. As his presence comes into your situation. I pray over your life today. That may there be a change. Oh, According to the, the doings of God. According to the will of God. His will, his perfect will shall be done in our lives. As we lift our praise unto him. He's not a God far off. He's a God who is near unto us. He's a God who loves his children. And he wants it to be well with you. And it shall be well with you. He says, say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. This is what I speak unto you from the heart of your father. And that it shall be well with you. Says God. There's so much that we can thank God for. And there's so much we ought to thank God for. And even when you think you can't find anything to thank God for. Thank him nevertheless. Never lose your praise. Let the saints, Bible says, be joyful in glory. And let them sing aloud on their beds. And let the high praises of our God be in their mouth. And the two-edged sword in their hands. Listen, your praise itself is a two-edged sword. When you praise God, angels descend in your praise. Ministry angels will descend. Warring angels will descend. And they begin to do battle on your behalf. When you start praising God, the whole of heaven begins to respond unto you. God himself will ask, where is that sweet-smelling savor coming from? And he will be moved to speak on your behalf. He will be moved to take an oath concerning your life. All you have to do, acknowledge who he is and praise him. Do not let anything take away your praise. Don't lose your praise. Praise, Bible says, is comely. Praise is beautiful. And we will continue to praise the Lord. In the good time, in the bad time, we will praise him for he is worthy of our praise. Let the Lord be magnified today who takes delight in the prosperity of his servants. May God take delight in your prosperity. So this morning we want to say praise the Lord. May the Lord by his spirit quicken you unto praise and unto thanksgiving. May the strength of God come upon you. Find it in your mouth to say thank you Lord. Lord I praise you this morning. Lord, I honor you. I declare you are my God, the strength of my life. I give you all the glory. Lift up your voice right now and begin to thank the Lord, whoever you are. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Praise him. Praise him. Lift up your voice and sing. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus. Let's say
talk to God. Praise the Lord with your lips. Break him the fruit of your lips. Giving thanks unto him this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord this morning. We give you glory this morning, oh God. We worship you, oh God, and we honor you. We say, Lord, you deserve all glory. And our honor, oh God, belongs to you. We praise your name, oh God. Your name is high and lifted up. Jehovah, our God, we say glory and honor be unto you. We worship your God in the beauty of your holiness. We thank you for life, oh God. We declare that, Lord, you are good. And your mercies endure forever. Somebody lift up your voice and begin to praise God. Radebo we give you glory this morning, oh God, we give you praise. Maya Baba, let your praise go high. Let your praise go high. Lift it up. Praise Him for everything. Praise Him for even being alive today. Praise Him. Give Him glory. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Hallelujah. You know, Paul and Silas, as I said, they could have been tempted to grumble, to murmur, but they praise God. I want to sing, I never lost my praise. Yes. Minister Mavis, take it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your two hands. can happen.
Father, we say that we will not lose our praise. We shall praise you continually, O oh God, with a voice of praise and thanksgiving, O oh God. Because, Lord, we see you high and lifted up above all things, O oh God. We see you glorified in our lives, O oh God. We see you glorified in everything, Lord. And so this morning, together, we lift up our voice unto you and say, praise be unto your name. My God, this morning, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That, Lord, may their joy be restored unto them. May the peace of your people be restored unto them. My God, may they find in their hearts to begin to praise you, O oh God. Despite whatever, this morning, I pray, Jehovah Shalom, your peace upon your people. And I call, my God, for the voice of praise, my God, to emanate from within their spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father, breaking yokes of depression. I come against sorrow. I come against sighing. And I pray that, Lord, let your joy, that joy that is our strength, come upon every life under the sound of our voice this morning. We praise your name, O oh God. You are the restorer. Oh, the restorer of our peace. The restorer of our lives. The restorer of the broken walls of our lives. This morning as we praise you. Lord, release your power of restoration upon your people, O oh God. Bless your people, O oh God. And give them even more cause to give thanks and to praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we declare this morning that we shall never lose our praise. In Jesus' mighty name, give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.